In the last eight games of 2020, Curtis Samuel was on pace for 96 catches, 1,178 yards, and four touchdowns. And that's great. Yet I think Jacob Gibbs is way too high on Curtis Samuel. Let's talk about it right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. Okay, Jacob, I'll give you the first word. He's in your top 30, Curtis Samuel. I basically don't draft him, but I do see his ADP is is a 38th right now on, on NFC since June 1st, and I think, or 39th, and I would draft him there. But uh, you, you, I can't draft him if I'm in a league with you, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. He's my wide receiver 26 right now, which definitely is different than consensus. Uh, and I mean, he was the wide receiver 25 last year in fantasy, and that was while playing in a part-time role. Um, and like you said, he's being drafted as a wide receiver 39 right now, which doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, the Panthers really didn't treat him like a full-time receiver last year. He only had a, a snap rate above 75% in one of the first 11 games. It seemed like the plan was kind of to let DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, you know, operate as the clear-cut top wideouts while he was just kind of a, a part-time playmaker um, and, and ran some routes from the slots. But I think he was just really, really good. We kind of fu- finally saw him come into his own as a receiver who could, you know, succeed from the slot or from the perimeter last year. And I think he kind of forced their hand as the season went on. Um, and so this, you know, brings up targets per hour run once again, and just why it's so useful is you've got a player like Samuel who really didn't run nearly enough routes to comp- just use his, you know, raw target share. Um, but I think if you look at his per route numbers, they're actually really, really strong. And now he's poised to play a lot more snaps in Washington where the, you know, the wide receiver depth chart is not very deep and run a lot more routes than we saw last year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunity for him here. I think for me, it just comes down to, I'm skeptical of eight, eight games in a season that's that's for career uh, in a career that's uh, now going into his fifth season, and you know he got a lot of playing time at the end of the 20, uh, 2018 season, and he was okay, and then he really was such a huge bust in twenty nineteen. People were so yeah. excited about him. Uh, the other thing I see that worries me is that his best year was last year, and his A dot, his average depth of target, went way down. It was half of what it was in 2019, 14 point six in 2019, when he had a bunch of quarterbacks who couldn't throw the ball deep well, uh, and then seven point three, seven point three A dot last year. So what does that does that translate to Washington? Does he run those shorter routes? Does that work with Ryan Fitzpatrick? I then I always hear all this stuff about how Fitzpatrick just loves throwing just throwing, throwing, throwing to one guy, and that's going to be Terry McLaurin. But now I'm supposed to believe in in Curtis Samuel. And then there's Antonio Gibson, who's apparently going to be running more routes. So Curtis Samuel also had 200 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns last year. So I don't believe as much in the Washington offense. Um, I don't believe as much in a guy. I feel like this is a little bit of a Devontae Parker situation where we don't want to make too much out of uh, you know, a good half season in a, in a four-year career. So that's where I'm at with him. It's a, it's a full career sample size thing, and it's a Washington thing. I'm not really interested in him, quite frankly. I think that's fair. I think there's, you know, real reasons to be concerned about Washington's offense. Um, in terms of the fit with Fitzpatrick, I think just looking at um, how Sammy was used in the past um, with the exact coaching staff that he's going to now in Washington, I think it makes sense that he will be used downfield more um, last year, they, they really did use him as mostly just a short yardage slot target, like you talked about. And I think it's worth noting that even with that type of usage, he still had a really, really strong yard, yards per route run rate last year, even with, you know, subpar quarterback play and a really low ADOT. His yards per route run was still higher than Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, CeeDee Lamb. And I think it's just something that people don't realize, which is obviously reflected in his, you know, ADP, is he was really freaking good last year. And I guess I get wanting to hold the three years before that against them. But at the same time, the guy was drafted when he was 20 years old. 
Um, I think it makes sense that like his best year would come last year. And, and I get that it's a, a small sample size. We'd like a larger sample size and it'd be good. Um, but it's not like you have to invest in him at a price tag where like it's risky. You know what I mean? He's, he's really, really easy yeah. to get in drafts. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, like I'm not taking him 26th overall. That's going to be ahead of guys like Juju Smith Schuster and, yeah. and Cortland Sutton. I'm not going to do that, but after Devontae Smith and Tyler Boyd are off the board, you know, you've got Debo, you've got Fuller, Curtis Samuel, Marquise Brown, LaVisca Chenault. I think, you know, Brandon, I'd take Brandon Cooks over him. Would you? I probably not, but I would. Um, I think I've Cooks just one spot behind him. Oh. It's a little bit tough to tell what's going to happen there, obviously, but um, I think that's justifiable to have him ahead of him. All right, 30 seconds. Last point. Go for it. I just think it's really encouraging what we saw from him down the stretch. Like I said, it took Carolina a while to, you know, finally give in and just like let him be a stud and be a full-time player. But once they did, he really had a high target share. He had a 23% target share in the final eight games like you referenced. And in the four games following their, their bye, uh, he actually matched Robbie Anderson with a 25% target share for the team lead. And so like, I, I think we are really seeing him come into his own and it it's like, I guess a risky play if you don't believe in Washington's offense, but I think it could pay off. I think we could see him have a 20 to 25% target share in Washington this year. And I think given how strong his per route numbers were last year, that that's pretty exciting for some being draft as late as he is. All right. That is Jacob Gibbs. I'm Adam Azer. And that is our Curtis Samuel breakdown for you on fantasy football today in five. We'll talk to you with some fresh episodes next week. Later.